0: I thought I'd just said a quick disclaimer before airing this episode, as this episode is going to have a lot of talk on drug use when it comes to sport, so if this isn't something that you're interested in, or something that you're not comfortable listening to, then I wouldn't recommend listening to it. But for those keen to listen, let's get started. Whoa. Welcome to The Waiting Game Podcast, a podcast where I attempt to bring more dialogue into the world of Olympic weightlifting and share my experiences and perspectives in the sport and resistance training in general. It was a perspective I wish was more accessible during my earlier years of training, so here is my attempt to bring that value to those who may be seeking it. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 40 of the Waiting Game Podcast. I am your one and only host, Brandon Wakeling. I'm an Olympian and multiple time representative at the Commonwealth Games. And I have an episode for you all today. Firstly, thank you to Miles for sending me this small little article in which I then delved way too deep into over the last week, in which the article was in relation to an event called the Enhanced Games, which is quite self-explanatory, but is, say, a version of the Olympic Games, but with zero drug testing. And this event is supposed to launch in 2024, and the CEO is an Australian. And on the surface level, you'd think it'd be quite straightforward and simple in the way that it runs, what they stand for, etc. But the more that I delve deep into this project that's starting next year, the weirder it got for me. So what I'll do in this episode is run through the event, what they believe it is, what they stand for, my issues with it, and just some final takes on the event itself. Just a premise before I jump into it, if you are someone that, say, is taking performance-enhancing drugs and you're not competing in any tested sport or anything of the like, then who am I to judge? But if you're intending on competing in a tested sport or you do so already, then obviously I disagree with what you're doing. Plus, I'm not a fan of this concept being put forward here, but I'll explain why as I get through the podcast. So to begin, one of the main premises behind their idea for this Enhanced Games is that international sports is rife with corruption and hypocrisy and is ready for disruption. And I don't disagree with this. You see all the stories all the time in relation to bribery, irregularities and bidding processes, among other things. So they certainly aren't incorrect in their statement to start one of their motivations. They state that the IOC rakes in roughly $7.6 in quadrennial revenue while 58% of Olympians do not consider themselves financially stable. This also can ring true for certain countries, especially in the Western world. Exhibit A, being myself, a personal example is that the main reason why I won't be at the Paris Olympic Games next year is that I personally cannot afford to pay my way to travel and compete at the five international events that I need to do to qualify. I would have been looking to have to pay between 20 to $30,000 to just attempt to qualify, As us weightlifters currently do not receive any funding, it's very difficult to make that happen on your own accord. However, this doesn't necessarily apply to countries, especially outside the Western world, as certain countries do support their Olympians better and have very large incentives in place. An example being is some years ago now, I was with one of Egypt's best ever male weightlifters at the World Championships in Turkmenistan in my hotel room. He mentioned to me that he would receive half a million dollars per world record that he breaks at a world championships or an Olympic games plus he'll receive another large sum of money per medal that he gets at these events. So there are large sums of money on the table as incentives for certain countries around the world. If you say watch China compete at a world championships or an Olympic games, you'll see that they aim to only break the world record by 1 kilo every competition. Which can be partly due to the financial incentive. If they go out on the platform and beat their world record by the minimum amount, which is a kilo, it allows them to continue this cycle each competition instead of just obliterating the world record one day and then starving themselves of doing it again in the next competition. But going back to the enhanced games, they believe that they can offer a better deal for athletes financially, plus also reuse infrastructure to hold events to cut costs for the host cities which actually can be a large issue for some host cities that host the Olympic Games. I know that some cities, say Rio, for example, have ended up being much worse off after holding the Games, whether that's through poor planning or managing financials. There have been certain risks for countries in the past that have held the Games. Now, moving on to the core sports that they say that they're going to host. They state that they're going to focus on only core categories of athletics, aquatics, gymnastics, combat, and strength. Example being weightlifting. Now, I don't necessarily have a problem with the idea of what sports to include, as that's up to them, obviously. However, the inclusion of gymnastics as one example is a little concerning, as a significant amount of competitors at the Olympics are teenagers, which obviously creates a line that shouldn't be crossed when it comes to performance-enhancing drugs, although I believe at this event they've capped the age at 18. However, just having this event in place for those that are less than 18 years of age that want to be competitive at this event, also sets a dangerous precedent, as you can imagine. Now, onto the second motivation for hosting the event. They say that science is real. And this is where I really started diving deep into what I believe is a shift from their simple concept to something, to me at least, didn't pass the smell test and seems to have something a little shady at play here, partly due to the language that they seem to have... Strategically used, I'll say. Now, these enhanced games say they believe in embracing science. They say that WADA, which is the World Anti-Doping Agency, has purported an anti-science dogma where they have closeted and stigmatized the latest scientific breakthroughs in synthetic biology. Then they go on to provide a few myths and facts on the topic. I'll touch on a couple. Myth Steroids always have severe irreversible side effects. Fact when used properly in an environment with transparent information under the guidance of your physician, the likelihood and severity of adverse side effects are mitigated and reduced. With using the words always in the myth and then used properly in an environment with transparent information, they're able to disregard that huge risk involved if not done in a heavily regulated environment. An example from literally a few days ago when a famous bodybuilding influencer under the handle Joe Aesthetics on Instagram, just a couple days before he suffered an aneurysm and sadly passed away, he stated on this post that he tried to stop taking testosterone injections, but his body could no longer recover to his normal testosterone levels anymore. If you take an anabolic steroid that raises your testosterone levels, your body will stop producing testosterone when it notes that an external source is providing it. As a result, which was the case for this bodybuilder that sadly passed away, His body could not recover the testosterone levels anymore on its own, so he was forced to then start taking testosterone again indefinitely. This leads to another myth stated by the Enhanced Games. Myth. Steroids are bad for your health. Fact. The use of steroids typically have positive side effects for the health of athletes, particularly in relation to muscle mass, strength and endurance, and in reducing the risk of injury and fatigue, thus leading to improved performance. Again, selectively attributing health, in their eyes, to only muscle mass, strength, endurance, and reducing the risk of injury and fatigue. Which are more so just components of fitness of the sort, as opposed to actual health outcomes. Now, after all of this that I'd spoken about, although misleading, it still wasn't the most alarming thing to me, as you do hear things from time to time where people try to spin the narrative in that sense. Moving on to the page that they call the revolution. This is what really started to raise alarm bells for me and it feels like they're trying to lure and exploit doped athletes and just athletes in particular. Plus, they further try to build upon drug culture by using the inclusivity and identity politics movement which is quite prevalent in Western culture today. They have then come out with their own inclusive language guide stating that we need to remove the word doping from our vocabulary altogether because it's an act of bigotry towards those that are taking performance-enhancing drugs. Through this, they've then released harmful language terms and how we should change them. Now, there's a fair few, but I'll just touch on two here. They say that the word steroid abuser should be changed to enhanced athlete. They say that using steroids and any other forms of science to enhance one's body isn't an example of abuse, it's a demonstration of bravery. They then say that the term cheating should be changed to a demonstration of science. They say that branding science embracing athletes as cheats is malicious and discriminatory. Embracing science to unlock the true human potential is not cheating in their eyes, it's heroic. So after branding these athletes who have been caught and prosecuted for taking performance-enhancing drugs as an oppressed class of people who are in fact brave and heroic, they then come out with seven tips to come out as enhanced which seemed to me as just a really bizarre thing to put out there in this context. They start with these seven steps to come out as enhanced by saying, when we talk about being enhanced, that we're not exactly talking about preferences or choices or value judgments, that we're just talking about how people are. They then state that coming out as enhanced is a positive experience, and not to worry about how your family, friends, and coach reacts, because as quoted, lions aren't concerned with the opinions of sheep. They then said to take action and are enlisting students as ambassadors from the likes of Paris, California and Queensland, which are the next three Olympic Games, in which to take protest on the university campuses within these regions and push for formal apologies from the deans of these universities for decades of anti-science rhetoric, plus also push for personal apologies for all athletes on these campuses who were discriminated against for testing positive for Performance therapies, as they like to call it. Now, putting all of this into consideration, here's my take on all of this. If we allowed PEDs to be taken at the Olympic Games, for example, a couple things would happen, or what I believe would happen. The Games will simply turn into a space race where it will be, just like the early days of PEDs and weightlifting, where only really a few countries could contend for medals as not everyone had the access to the certain drugs at the time. This would lead to lesser advanced countries in this technological sense to break away even further from the top, simply never having a chance to meddle at the games. Of course I know PED is already rampant at the Olympic Games, I don't live under a rock, but allowing a free-for-all would break an even further divide. I know in this event in particular, they state that you have to be 18 or over to compete, but what happens to those that are younger than 18 that have aspirations to compete at this event? Will they then be incentivized to take drugs as a segue to then be competitive at 18? I'm not quite sure, but what I do know is that there's already countries doing this and I feel that it would make the issue much worse. An example being is if you pay attention to weightlifting news, just a couple of days ago, a whole bunch of the Kazakhstani team were popped for steroids, and a number of them were actually teenagers. And a lot of them have been lifting big numbers for years, so who knows what age they even started. Now the main takeaway here is something that I feel the creators of this event don't either understand or don't particularly care about, and that is elite level of sport, say gold medalist or world record holder, doesn't always equal the healthiest. And a reason for the restriction with certain drugs is to save athletes from themselves. The old school Bulgarian weightlifters would take between 120 and 200 pills a day when it come to their training regime in their 80s and 90s. The greatest weightlifter of all time, going off Sinclair score was a guy who went by the name Pocket Hercules as his nickname and he trained in Bulgaria for a certain period of time and he passed away at 50 years of age due to liver problems if there's enough incentive on the line athletes will do what it takes to win even if it means risking their lives not every athlete have their own doctor chemist or institute to train at so people partaking with enough incentive could then lead to misinformed and unsanitary drug use so essentially trying to put the athlete's health first and not trying to go through a dehumanising process where it's going to be the scientists with the best chemical compounds win. So we'll see what happens with this here. I personally don't think it's going to find any legs to start in 2024, but time will tell. As the CEO is Australian, and they said they wanted to include weightlifting, so if he just happens to try to reach out to Australians to compete, I will certainly not be sitting idle as I feel like they're being exploited in some regard for the personal benefit of this company now with that being said i think i'll end the podcast there as always i thank everyone for listening to the podcast and i'll be back again with another fresh episode next week talk to you then